Say, Timmy, what's that you've got there? Hiya, Pop. I'm just sitting here with my favorite book, Fight Club. Now, Timothy, don't you think you're a little old for those shenanigans? What do you mean, Pop? My young squire, you're going to be a fully mature clone one day. It's time for you to learn about the Venture Brothers and the exciting world of super science. Golly, Pop, where would I ever learn about such a neato thing like the Venture Brothers or super science? Well, son, the internet is for more than just looking at pornography on your phone. You can actually learn all about Venture Brothers and super science on Conjectural Technologies, a Venture Industries podcast. And you can actually watch the Venture Brothers on Hulu or Adult Swim or many other places. Just watch Venture Bro- no, watch- Please, just watch Venture Brothers. It's a good show. And please subscribe to Conjectural Technologies, Avenger Industries podcast. Our jokes are just a lot funnier after you've already watched the Venture Brothers. I mean, that, that makes sense, right? Gee, I guess so, Pop. Tim, what are you still doing here? We stopped that bit seconds ago. Well, golly, Pop, you don't have to be so mean. You're the one sitting here talking to yourself like a crazy person. Subscribe to... Conjectural Technologies, a Venture Industries podcast. We had a shit ton of rain the other day. Our weather like, covers like the whole southeast and they'll show like interesting weather pictures. And the picture I saw, it just showed just the roof of the cars and a house that was like, I don't know, like covered the windows like halfway. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit and that's what our guy on the group chat was like i said are the people in north carolina okay i had to get up and drive to work in the middle of that thank goodness i don't hit like any highway at all it's all just like city streets and stuff for me however i have an astigmatism in both of my eyes which you know my prescription helps uh, but it doesn't, you know, it's not perfect. So it's still, even on like a regular like day when it's, you know, in the morning when it's dark and I'm driving to work, I, I still get like the glare off of the, the lights and stuff. And then you add torrential downpour and yeah. there's like just a sheet of water covering the road. Guess where it felt like I hydroplaned the whole <laughs> seven miles to work. <laughs> uh, and that is the scariest feeling to it was god awful i was fucking terrified like gripping the steering wheel the whole time like i don't want to drive anymore i don't want to drive anymore i don't want to drive anymore why am i not at work yet why the fuck am i not at work yet and i'm driving like 35 the whole time because there was no way that i I, there was no way that i could drive any faster like my windshield my poor windshield wipers were just going as fast as they could and it was doing nothing it was like trying to bail out a fucking cruise liner with a sand pail (laughs) like (laughs) and then if you get stuck by high like an 18 wheeler or something like that that is the worst thank goodness there wasn't a whole lot of that that morning but i got to uh i got to work and i saw one of my bosses and like he kind of saw my face and like my anxiety was just through the fucking roof when i when I finally got there and of course you know I had to walk through the parking lot and it's all fucking wet and raining so I get inside and look like a drowned rat and I'm all pale and shaky and shit and he just looks at me and he's like are you okay I'm like fuck no 
I did not want to drive like the whole time. I tell him the whole story and he's just like smart ass motherfucker that he is. I love him. He looks at me and he's like, well, you don't have to drive for at least another 10, 11 hours. And I was like, thanks. Oh, oh God. Oh. You are correct, sir. Thank you for helping my anxiety. Hello there, boys and girls, guys, gals, and pals. Welcome to another episode of the Venture Sisters podcast, the podcast where we take a deep dive into all the things that we find interesting every time we sit and binge watch through some episodes of the Venture Brothers. I am your host, Audrey Hartburn, and with me today is Dolly Parton. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the holidays. They're going to suck this year. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be so weird. I don't know, maybe we can just get that bag of candy corn that has all the different flavors of a Thanksgiving meal. Just call that Thanksgiving. With the pumpkins and like the little, no. Oh, it's not even that. It's like that brand, but it has like turkey flavor, no. green bean, no cranberry dressing, and I, I can't. I think gravy's in there too. I don't. None of that should be candy. I, it's the most. I mean, I want to try it, but it also sounds pretty gross. And I actually like candy corn, so I don't want it to ruin candy corn for me. You actually like candy corn? Yes. Why? It's good. <laughs> it's like you can just you can taste like your teeth rotting. <laughs> it's just nothing but just sugar. Mmm, gum disease. <laughs> the dental bill. Yay. Taste that root canal. <laughs> oh yes. But no, yeah, the holidays are going to be weird and awful and awkward for everybody this year. How are we going to exchange gifts on Zoom? Like, we're just going to, like, have boxes wrapped and, like, pretend to give it to the other person. And, like, you open your thing on the other side. Ew, that sounded weird. Don't, please don't open your thing on the other side. (laughs) Back to the holidays. Dolly and I are both just fresh off of a watch of the Very Venture Christmas special. For those of you that can't find it, you got to own the DVDs. It's on the uh, season one in the, in the special features. I can't find it on Hulu. I seriously doubt that like uh, Adult Swim will run the like 10 minute special at all throughout the holidays. So find somebody with the DVDs. If you have the DVDs, loan it to a friend that hasn't seen the Christmas special. It's definitely worth a watch. We're going to talk about that today on this episode of the Venture Sisters. Got some good stuff. Got some very, very good stuff. 
Oh, I know you do. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come right back and get into all that fun stuff. Hey there, ladies. Have you ever been in the field and felt the need to yield to a panty shield? Not me. I'm Amber Gold. OSI super agent and full-time woman. New from Voop comes Menstruation Munitions, the only tampon with both civilian and military applicators. Guaranteed to hold a full quart of Aunt Flo's Bloody Mary mix. Hey babe, could you reach in my pack and grab me one of those Voop Menstruation Munitions? Uh, seriously babe? On the rag in the field? Uh, fine. Here, here. Is this one of them? I, I, I don't know where anything is in your purse, lady. Just take take this. No, babe. I need one of the 12, babe. It's a heavy blow off. Oh, come on. This is why I never do missions with women in the woods. Bears. Voop comes in a variety of calibers made for any size chamber. And because they're made by Voop, they're ribbed for her pleasure. And bear-proof. Find all new Voop menstruation munitions at your local gun store, trade show, pawn shop, flea market, Underland, Hanko, or Texas. Thanks to Voop, I've got menstruation munitions ready to lock and load. Now I'm ready to send my enemies to hell on a river of blood. Theirs, not mine. Mm. Gross. All right, and welcome back to our very Venture Sister holiday special episode. Like I said before break, Dolly and I both watched the Christmas special that you can only find on disc two of the season one DVDs. And it's like a 10 minute special, but we meet Krampus (laughs) and Tiny Joseph (laughs) in this episode. And also get a glimpse of a pregnant uh, Sally Impossible in the corner. Um, of a background shot. So Dolly's going to fill our heads with some info about all of the the holiday references that we get in the Avengerverse. And then, of course, we're going to wrap things up with our wed bed behead and our scare bear theories, which are only getting weirder the more that this goes on. (laughs) I'm really excited to hear all the stuff that you've brought to talk about this week. Oh, there's just so much. I will start it off with a very short little bit that we get about Thanksgiving. We don't get too much about Thanksgiving, just like we do in real life. You know, Thanksgiving is kind of glossed over. It is. But in the last of the Morphic Trilogy, Arrears in Science, we do see that Hatred has forgotten all about the Ventec balloon for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So he frantically is trying to get that up. <laughs> and I had to get you know, a little bit tickled there, trying to get rusty up. <laughs> <laughs> and also, this is where um, Hank is, um, is hinted at for having ADHD, which I it dinged with me. I was like, that's why Hank is my favorite. I totally identify with him for that. It's like, why he's my boy oh yes and hatred completely fucks the balloon situation up when does it not fuck a situation up though bless his heart 
he tries. <laughs> he tries so hard. His heart is always in the right place. But as usual, but he the does rest of himself up. is not. <laughs> no, no, but he does just totally fuck it up. Uh, in the meantime, all of the weirdness is going on inside FinTech Tower. Yes. And this is also where Dr. Orpheus held Rodney's hand and said the date that he would have a stroke. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Rodney says, does toast? And they said, what's going on? Is it your heart? And Dr. O just solemnly says, a stroke. Because he already called it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where we get no bug fucking Dr. O shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I already knew. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I say, just petty is all get out. Well, like, why didn't you come equipped with the ambulance, bro? If you already yeah. knew. Yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been nice. And also during this time, Brock, representing the OSI, sits at a table filled with food with the guild to discuss what to do about the Blue Morpho. Kind of like the Pilgrims and the Native Americans did for the first Thanksgiving. Disco. Yeah, a little little bit of a stretch, but could be. Okay, and then later we have the horrible balloon failure again (laughs) where rusty and now malcolm we've heard his name thrown out enough we can just start calling him malcolm yes they come tumbling out and they fall on the rusty balloon and it collapses and i had to wonder i said is this some kind of symbolism could Mm -hmm. this be them tumbling onto the past Ooh. And also, um, during the actual parade, Rusty goes into the unsafe Ventec Tower so he yeah. can have the best view. And the lead balloon holder of the Rusty Venture Balloon falls. Yeah. And the whole balloon starts coming down. Whenever he falls, he goes ass up in the air. Hatred trips and falls let's just say pelvis first into him letting (laughs) us know that hatred is indeed a top yeah so here comes the rusty venture balloon and the announcer saying if you have small children take them away from the tv don't let them see this (laughs) and it was almost like the hindenburg disaster (laughs) yes i thought that was just but that's about all we get of Thanksgiving. Yeah, just a nibble. Yeah, just, a, just a tidbit. Just a little tidbit. No, it's kind of like around here. We have Christmas lights up all over the place and maybe two homes decorated for Thanksgiving. Right. You know, I'm not hating on anybody that's throwing out Christmas shit early this year. Fuck them. Do you, y'all. <laughs> like, <laughs> for real, we're about to pull out our Christmas shit um, <clears throat> probably uh, over the next weekend or so um, and get our house ready for christmas because um because we fucking want to this year god damn it and if you want to pull out your christmas tree too i have a rule 
my birthday is early in December. Mm -hmm. So the tree has to go up after Thanksgiving, but before my birthday. Fair. So that's always been a tradition since I was a child. So, but there's also a tradition with the Christmas special venture family tradition that the little tiny baby Jesus is not placed in the manger until the clock strikes 12. The monarch somehow knows this. So he has placed one of his best plants in the venture household, Tiny Joseph. Tiny Joseph! Love Tiny Joseph, who is hiding in the manger scene as Joseph. Right. Couldn't it would be, be any silly better. for him to be hiding as Mary or a donkey. That'd be oh, that'd be actually pretty awesome. Do you think there are actually donkeys there? I don't know. <laughs> so, and actually, the manger was kind of missing all that. It was kind of a sad little manger scene. It was much like yeah. most things in Rusty's life. It's just missing a lot. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and so it's then revealed that underneath the manger scene are all these little things of C4 explosives. Yeah. And once what's the tiny baby Jesus, this monarch's beautiful, squeaky little voice says, <laughs> is placed in this manger, the whole venture compound will explode. Right. So that is his grand plan, which it is also revealed as Sheila's gift. Right. Which, yeah. I mean, it was just hilarious because it just proves that the monarch is a horrible gift giver. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, that cracked me up. But, okay, so that's kind of the gist of the episode where the, the evil plot has been laid by the monarch. Right. But Can we talk about how oh. many fucking, like, Christmas movie references there were in the first like 10 seconds of that episode. I mean, right out of the gate. I mean, you get fucking Dickens and then the Grinch and then Charlie Brown and then the Rudolph movie. And oh, then yeah. Isle of Misfit Toys. <laughs> like, Oh yeah, so let's see, we've got, let's see, Christmas Carol and then Brock as the Grim Reaper, which is not the first time that we hear him called the Grim Reaper. Okay. Dr. Orpheus says, he says, oh, but you are a grim reaper. So mm -hmm. yeah, we hear him called that in a few more times. Yes. And then, of course, you have the, you know, the Grinch. You know, his heart grew three more times. <laughs> I love it. And then you know, Hank carrying the Charlie Brown tree. Yes. Doc's nose starts to glow red. And he floats in the sky like Rudolph. Right. And let's see. What the, oh, yeah. the, the Jack in the Box. Yes, the Dean in the Box. The Nobody dean wants a Dean in the Box. Just like whiny little Dean would say. Yes. And then Helper dressed up as Tiny Tim. Uh-huh. Just precious. And then him flying around saying Merry Christmas to everything. Like, it's a wonderful life, which I've actually never seen that movie. What? Of it too. You've never seen It's a Wonderful Life? Never have. Wow. I, I put that movie up there with like my hatred of musicals. <laughs> oh, so after, 
see this whole crazy montage of like every nostalgic Christmas special from the 70s and of course it's a wonderful life thrown in there mm -hmm. we find out that Doc was in some kind of heavy pill induced slumber and he's been drooling on the remote control this whole time and the it was all a crazy flipping. dream crazy dream and then the episode begins <laughs> like what the fuck right what in the hell was that right so and then we find out this is where hank gets his face from yes so you know of course rusty's not handling the gifts himself he puts it off on brock of course so of course, but said, who knows those kids better than brock right so he says i'm having my base restrung for hank so we get the beginnings of shallow gravy yes perfect yeah. and then he says and dean he says well dean is hard to shop for and then this was i think my favorite from the whole thing because i remember drooling over this every christmas season as a kid the sears wish book that he is leaving <laughs> around the house yes. as hints but unfortunately is the sears wish book from 1976 Right, so you, there's nothing available. But I mean, it has to be from whenever Rusty was a kid for it to be that damn old. That has yeah. to be from like whenever Rusty was like, I don't know, 10 maybe? 16. 16, okay, perfect. So, so I mean, yeah, because I mean, I mean, that would used to be delivered to your house every Christmas. Season. Right, so Rusty's had that catalog since he was 16 how long like how many years do you think those boys have been looking at that that had to have been the only toy catalog that they've ever seen exactly and, and then i guess their clones just don't understand that you know this is different right um that's so <laughs> and then we get such a big contrast with hank and dean for christmas Dean is rushing to call the Santa hotline. So precious, right? But he's getting frustrated with all the stories. Like, yes. they're lame. <laughs> no, but, which is it's just so innocent and childlike of him. But Hank, Hank is looking around the house for presents. Yes, because he knows. Exactly. And what does he find whenever he goes into Brock's closet? <laughs> He finds, oh, look, some Christmas movies, which the titles are hilarious. We have Jingle Balls, Miracle on 69th Street, and yes. my favorite, Frothy the Blowman. Yes. Well, and then there was the other one with the dwarves, and that's how he knows what kind of dwarves Kevin and Tim Tom are, because he was into the porn. That's right. Yes. I didn't think about that. Good catch. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, oh that is rock. just great. Dude, I really think that like, I don't think Brock buys porn just to jerk off. Like he probably like, he's got to have like his porn stash that is like for jerking off. Right? Like, yeah. I just want to rub one out real quick. Let me pop this in, whatever. 
but I really feel like after seeing Brock's Christmas porn stash that he like collects porn for the art you know yes. maybe uh, something's interesting about the title or the the setup or the content or what the fuck ever but like I feel like Brock appreciates porn for more than just the fucking and also he could have had relations with the actresses <laughs> but oh yeah that's no brandy snaps i had her <laughs> i had her before she started in so the it's more like baseball cards <laughs> yeah like a collector series i taught i taught her that move <laughs> Oh, I fucking love it. Yes. Oh, brilliant. So then we get to the party. So we have a big, huge party at the venture compound that doesn't involve keys. Party at the compound. Nice no little no change up. No keys. No, no keys this key. time. Yeah, but I can't imagine anyone wanting to exchange keys with Rusty. Mm -mm. <laughs> so the one of the funniest things is we have Triana who is a minor, she is in high school, sitting on the couch. <laughs> and we have Billy and Pete creeping up behind her. Right. Pete in one of his creepier moments is going to go hit on her. Right. And one of the odder things is in every other episode, whenever it's brought up about you know, Pete being gay, he just flat out denies it. He says, I am not in any which way but Zeus. He gets very, very angry about it. Yeah. But in this one, Billy says, why are you going to go hit on her? You are so gay. He doesn't deny it, but he still goes over there and hits on her. Right. And then Hank even says, hey, whenever um, Dean is on the phone with the Santa hotline, he says, hey, that weird albino, gay albino, is hitting on your not girlfriend. Yes. So I mean, I'm like, is this just the only time that that is brought up? Um, is it one that they came up with and then just dropped like a hot potato? I mean, maybe. I think though that like Pete doesn't want people to think that you know he's in a relationship with Billy. Um, maybe it's not so much not wanting people to think that he's gay, but like definitely not wanting people to think that he's with Billy. Um, you know, that they're anything more than just best friends who live together and sometimes, you know, sleep in the same bed together. Still um, one of my favorite lines from Spanakopita is whenever Billy's having the dream and then he is like wakes up and then Pete says, Hey, Pally, whenever Billy is on top of him, as if he was riding him as a horse. Yes. Like, hey, Pally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, usually Pete is pretty cringy. Right. But yeah, that one time, it was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And now we get to the good stuff. Dean, being the nosy little super sleuth that he is, opens Dr. Orpheus's book <laughs> and starts reading Latin. No good can ever come from reading Latin if you don't know what you're talking about. How the fuck, by the way, 
how did this kid who has been learning in a fucking learning bed created by his granddad full of fucking propaganda learn how to like how is he speaking and reading perfect fucking latin with no problem that is absolutely mystifying because i mean it's not easy i took three years of it oh god (laughs) i have i've seen a little bit of it and i've just butchered everything i tried to say i've forgotten more about it than i learned um but yeah he's just like picks it up and it's just like here you go uh perfect fucking latin like or are they catholic and we don't know about it um (laughs) oh gosh i don't well maybe the book um bewitched him it had some kind of magical power that took him over and possessed him for a moment okay because whenever he says the lines from the book krampus appears and Krampus is absolutely awesome. Krampus, Krampus is amazing. If, if anyone out there does not know, Krampus is a half goat, half demon, punishes naughty children during Christmas time. He is the contrast to Saint Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when Dean summons the beast, mm-hmm. and also he thought it was a recipe book. Yes. Well, it's the same. He did say that uh, Dr. O had it over there when he was making, like he was making a recipe out of the book. So, um, I mean, that's why it was over there. You would never want to eat any cookies from Dr. O. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I would not want to have any of that. So Dr. Orpheus, this I don't, the fact that he says it so casually to Dr. Vitcher, he says, no, Santa was killed by a jet in 63 and Krampus was exiled to purgatory during Vatican II. Just says it like it's just common knowledge. Right. Like we I'm all like, know this. How was Santa killed in 63? That's kind of sad. That is kind of sad. <laughs> yes. But, and then he goes on to explain that the beast must punish the wicked in the house. And apparently the wicked is Rusty. Because Krampus snatches Rusty up, begins whipping the ever-loving shit out of him, and then bends him over in the floor and begins just grinding on that butt. Oh, man, the face that the Krampus makes. Oh my God. Hilarious to me. It is absolutely just hilarious to watch. And everyone's just like looking on in horror. Yes. It is great. Yes. And then Brock finally, I mean, he's probably just bored and just this whole party is just not his scene. No keys. No, it's of course not his scene. But he finally busts open the door in his Santa costume. Yes. And finally he gets to start beating some ass jumps in and then the clock strikes midnight and he says be still he must return to his own realm for the clock has struck midnight and it is christmas day on his way out 
Krampus takes the tiny baby Jesus and puts it in the manger and we zoom out and the whole venture compound explodes. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit. Wow, that was, that was a lot to take in. So, but then Doc is dreaming again. Because Doc takes dream a lot of pills. Yeah, I mean, I was like, seriously, I was like, what kind of Inception shit is this? Inception, before Inception. Yes. Like, absolutely. Inception, Inception. Um, it's like, they did Inception first. The guys yeah. did Inception first. Totally. They need to, like, say, call them out on that. They do. Like, what bullshit is this? We did it first. They did. So then Brock is violently waking up Doc from yet another pill-induced slumber right. and says wake up we're in hostile territory and the boys are all excited because they've crash landed where jesus was born we saw where baby jesus was born <laughs> so they're in bethlehem and they brock is explaining the whole situation and rusty's happy because the plane runs on plutonium and right. apparently that can buy them out of the bad situation. <laughs> and isn't that what Christmas is all about? Absolutely. Trading plutonium to save your ass when you crash land your plane in Bethlehem. That's that what is, the holidays mean to me. I also, I will say, and this is not like common known knowledge to all venture fans. If you have not gone on YouTube and searched venture christmas songs treat yourself and do it venture Those, christmas song and all it is it is doc and jackson singing christmas songs and the best one is my favorite christmas song fairy tale of new york by the progs but they're doing it as dr mrs the monarch and the monarch <laughs> It is pure gold, but I think like Tim Tom and Kevin sing a Christmas song, but I mean, I can't remember how many there are, but they're all on YouTube. Okay. But it's just Doc and Jackson singing like all the voices that they can do with Christmas songs. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch that um, after it is we get done. <laughs> It is absolutely great, but seriously, my favorite one is the Probes one. Okay. And I mean, just hearing you know, that squeaky, they've got rivers of gold, they've got... <laughs> I can't even <laughs> <that's alive. laughs> I definitely cannot do the Monarch's voice. Oh, that was beautiful. Oh, it is it's golden. It's like, for me, that's like the best way to spend the holiday season is listening to Doc and Jackson sing Christmas songs as venture characters. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, well, that yeah. was my holiday wrap-up. I think that was a beautiful holiday wrap-up. <laughs> I really do. Um, that, <laughs> I think uh, watching the Christmas episode is definitely going to become a, a holiday tradition yes. from, from now on and uh listening to some uh <laughs> adventure brothers christmas songs that's gonna be fun i'm gonna look that shit up when we get done oh it's uh, awesome <laughs> maybe we should make a music video <laughs> oh a, a few people have 
I know they'll have like little like flashing scenes yeah. added to it. That's so great. God, it is awesome. Oh man. Very good. Very good. Well, that that was a fun trip through the the adventure Christmas special um, and definitely touched on uh, a little bit of the morphic trilogy. We're going to dive into the morphic trilogy in another episode um, at another time, but we wanted to touch on it a bit um, just because, uh, you know, it does happen around around Thanksgiving um, yeah. ending, you know, with the, <laughs> the, the Macy's Day Parade and the, the awful, awful, awful balloon um incident but that's what the macy's day parade is known for at least one balloon is going down and it is going down epically i guess not this year but not a, one of the best thing is the year that the barney float went down and they <laughs> they had to like like rip it they had to like cut it and children were probably just crying hysterically our babies at home like no and if you're not a parent, you don't know the horror of listening to Barney the dinosaur. My kids are not old enough for Barney. However, That's true. I was a kid when Barney was like new. Oh god. Yeah. And we were su- I was super into Barney. Barney wasn't so cool when like my youngest sister was growing up, but Blues Clues, Blues Clues was the new hotness then. I fucking love Blues Clues. Blues Clues is shit. I remember Blue's Clues was popular um, whenever my kid was little. Barney was like dying out. I mean, it was like barely on the radar anymore. Right. But no, like hers was Dora the Explorer. And I would get furious at Dora. I'd be like, you've already asked us 10 times. Just show us where the damn thing is, bitch. And it's over there, motherfucker. (laughs) I said, I can see it. I can see it myself. Just go ahead and do it. She just blinks at you. Yes. Stares awkwardly. Every parent, every generation of kids has their annoying cartoons. And I don't know what's annoying right now. My kids have found some weird shit. And, you know, we've talked about before on here, we've talked about not having cable. And we really don't have cable um, either. So we've got a lot of streaming shit. So, and my kids have found, like I said, just the most random ass shit. They watch other kids play video games. They watch other kids unbox toys, put yes. fucking Legos together. I'm like, guys, you have, you, you know, you have your own Legos that you can put together for things. You don't have to watch other kids put Legos <laughs> together. <laughs> uh, that is just mystifying to me. I've had to go so far as to like block some shit on the fire stick and on the Roku. And like I've had to completely take YouTube off of here because I'm so yes. sick of annoying orange. It is true to its title. It very much is. Um, well, and it makes them act like little shits too. Because they're so impressionable at six and three. They act like little shits. Anyways, we've kind of gotten off on a on a bit of a tangent. I hope you guys have enjoyed, uh, again, what we, we brought to you about the, the holiday special, the Christmas special, um, and, you know, other holiday moments within the, the Ventureverse. I, would, I do say I would love to have Thanksgiving dinner at the, the Venture Compound. Uh, I think that that would just be a fucking hoot. Uh, just get everybody like the old team venture you know yes. dr o and all the triad like let's get let's just get everybody together for thanksgiving at the compound and throw down that would be so much fun fucking uh like <laughs> what's everybody bringing to thanksgiving dinner at the fucking venture compound that's Ooh. a good question i think that uh dr o is putting raisins in the stuffing uh- <laughs> 
Oh, that's nasty. It is. He's weird like that. Uh, Because he would try to be all like new age and like, you know, whatever. He's putting raisins in the fucking stuffing. Oh, Um, shit. Yeah. I think Brock would end up doing, no, let me take that back. I think Hatred would end up doing most of the cooking. He'd fuck it up. But he would burn it. Oh, absolutely. He would burn it. Um, But Brock's going to have like his one dish that is his dish, and you better not fucking touch it, and it'll be amazing. (laughs) Like, it'll be amazing. But like, don't get in his fucking way. It's got to be like mac and cheese or something like that. I was about to say, yeah. He's from Land of Lakes country, so. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. It's got to be the mac and cheese. I think the boys would attempt the deviled eggs together. Doc would try to like just bring the plates. Even though he's having, and that's how he would justify it is because he's having it at his house. So why does he have it? Oh, and you know he'd make horrible drinks. Oh, terrible. The worst. (laughs) What kind of (laughs) Oh my God. It'd be like some kind of like turkey gravy with gin and cranberry sauce oh Oh, god gross god because everything has to have grenadine in it everything why though just why I mean, I like grenadine as much as, you know, the next person. I used to drink a lot of Shirley Temples before I was old enough to drink because I felt fancy. Right. (laughs) Not grenadine in everything. It would definitely be like some turkey gravy, grenadine, seltzer water with like fucking uh, Kahlua or some shit. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because he's awful. Or Jen. You did say Jen, and I think Jen is just gross. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am not a Jen person. Can't do it. Oh. Cannot cool. do it. Right. Um, and we're going to take it to one more break. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap up the episode with our Wed Bed Behead and our Scare Bear series, which are just getting weirder and weirder the more this goes on, which I, is just fun. Uh, so we will be back in just a moment. Well, hello there. Are you a sidekick, villain, or henchman who is the victim of a super science accident due to no fault of your own? Perhaps you find yourself recently and unfairly unemployed due to an unfortunate Brock Samsoning. Perhaps you've been adversely affected by global warming because you've been turned inside out and your skin is on the inside. Come down to the law offices of Tiny Attorney, sit a spell, have a glass of sweet tea, and we'll discuss your sorely afflicted condition. And together, we will get down to the bottom of your case like a possum rooting around in your trash can after a pick-picking. We will climb the justice system like a kudzu choking a mighty oak. That's the law offices of Tiny Atoiny, down on the bayou, next to the nuclear power station. Look for the big fella in the rocking chair with a little fella poking out of him. That's me, Tiny Atoiny. And welcome back to the last part of our episode. We're going to wrap it up today, guys. As always, our wed, bed, behead 
and then follow up with some scare bear theories. Let's jump right in to wet bed behead. Uh, for this week, we're going with Tiny Joseph, Krampus, and the Master. Weird choices again this episode. <laughs> Definitely makes it very interesting. I don't even know where to go with this. So um, I'm going to make you go first. Let's see. I'm going to say I would want to behead Krampus just because I think it'd be a challenge. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So he looks like he'd be a, a worthy foe. And I would want it's uh, a tough, tough choice between the other two. <laughs> I would want to marry. I'd want to wed the master just because i would like to have that power you know position i'd want to say i'm married to the master <laughs> I'm, I'm married to all, all that and then i'd want to bed tiny joseph because yeah little man in the boat <laughs> she said little man in the boat <laughs> Drop them down there and be like, do that thing. Props, Dolly. I love you. <laughs> Super props. All right. My choice is wed, bed, behead. Golly, geez. It's weird this week. It's just weird. Um, wed the master. Um, he's got lots of power. Yeah, I got to agree with you on that. Uh, not a bad person to marry. He is a shysty dick, though. The shape, like the the shape shifting thing, could be fun though. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and who doesn't want to go out with uh, David Bowie? Yeah, true. So, all right, I'm gonna wed the master. Gonna, I'm I'm with you on killing Krampus too. Brock looked like he was having such a good time. I know if I wait until late enough mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve to call him, it won't be a very long fight because at midnight he's gone. And I do enjoy a good spanking, right. so it'd be a fun fight <laughs> for sure. And then on to Tiny Joseph, betting Tiny Joseph, um, and not for dissimilar reasons, but I'm going to expound on that a bit. You know, there's a whole like group, like a whole like porn sect, kink, um, <laughs> dudes fantasizing about being very tiny and sleeping with very giant women. Um <laughs> And they like, gotcha. You no, know, and when I say this, this is weird. Um, I'm going to sound like I've done a lot of research into this and I haven't. I just, anyways, <laughs> they like walk inside of the lady. And I feel like Tiny Joseph would do the same thing. <laughs> the tunnel of love. The tunnel of love is what I'm calling my vagina for the rest of my life. You heard it here first, listeners. You heard it here first, listeners. The tunnel of love. Oh. <laughs> oh, that is great. Oh, man. Oh. That'd be handy to have though. They're like, hey, you right. I need you to go in there. I mean, you know, they can even go check things out, make sure it's all yeah. kosher in there. Like, hey, I got this itch. Can you just yeah. like you know? <laughs> yes. They're like, 
No need to go to the OBGYN. Exactly. Like, check that cervix out. That got really weird. <laughs> it's so it weird. Did. That's awesome. All right, let's get weirder. Scare Bear Theory. <laughs> yes. You want me to spit mine out yeah. first? If you, I mean, you seem like you are ready to just keep getting weird. Let's go. My Scare Bear Theory this week is that Scare Bear is Captain Sunshine. Not the original. The newer Captain the Sunshine. The newer one. And the reason I think this is that he still has a thing for Hank. By thing, you mean his dick, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. That's it. Boy, oy, oing. Boy, oy, oing. <laughs> <laughs> you that, got it. Um, so did he use his, his dick senses to know that Hank was in trouble? Is that? I think that's it. The power of the sun powered up his penis to the power like a sun of love, if you will. <laughs> there you go. That's it. <laughs> oh man, oh, I cannot gosh. even with that. Um, yeah, Captain Sunshine's dick drew him to Hank in trouble. Now, was it because? Hmm, was it because he wanted to rescue Hank or take advantage of Hank? Or maybe a little bit of both. I think it's probably a little <laughs> bit of both. I think it knew he's he's been stalking him this whole time, but whenever he got hurt, he didn't know what to do. He couldn't leave him there. True. So he just he took him to you know, Dean's um, dorm room. Right, right. So yeah, you know, so maybe it wasn't you know, the whole you know, catching. Dean in the act was just an accident. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. All right. So I'm going to suppose that uh, Jared is actually Scare Bear. Um, and I'm going to take it all the way back to the, like, the first time that we see Scare Bear in Bright Lights, Dean City. Yeah. So when they're holding auditions for another member of the Revenge Society. So we know that Scare Bear is in New York. We also know that Jared is in new york because we meet him in that episode as well mm-hmm. so uh and we know that jared uh, you know just wants to be taken seriously as a uh, a superhero or you know whatever he just wants to be taken seriously so he could possibly be dressing up as a scare bear to try to join this revenge society heavily costumed so that's how we get jared into the scare bear costume now why is jared they're saving Hank. Well, Jared knows Dean. He knows that Hank is very important to Dean. And Jared is Serena's ex as well. So she also cares for Hank and he knows that. So him being the kind-hearted guy that, that he is, he wants to, to look out for, for Hank. So he's got this Scare Bear costume already. And uh, yeah, so we've already given the reason why he's in the, the Scare Bear costume. Now we've given the reason why he's there saving Hank. And he would be the one to know where Dean's dorm room is. Exactly. I like that theory. That is a solid theory. I think it's been one of the most solid so far. And I mean, also he likes costumes because he's the, what, the golden gopher, the mascot for the college? Yes. 
So yeah, I mean, he's already good with no big costumes. Right, right. Well, and he just, he wears a costume for his other job as well, um, where he's a waiter. Oh yeah, the ninja costume. Right. So we do know he has a penchant for costumes. He likes dressing up. Oh yeah, definitely. That is a gas up there at the top. Right. So fight me at Vince's podcast on Twitter. It's <laughs> definitely better than my um, overly horny Captain Sunshine. <laughs> no, I still like that one too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I still like that one too. Um, and we'll come up with some more ridiculous ones the next time you guys join us on the Venture Sisters podcast. I hope you've had just as much fun as we've had today talking about the holidays, talking about some weird ass wet bed behead this week. And, you know, coming up with some pretty solid Scare Bear theories. Cannot wait to uh, do this again. And we hope you join us next time as always i have been your host audrey harburn and with me is uh, my weirdest counterpart i'm dolly pardon y'all have a pleasant evening yes yes it's awkward and terrible i love Perfect. it Venture Sisters podcast is hosted, written, produced, and directed by Audrey Hartburn and Dolly Parton. Executive produced by Baron Beastla Mode and Vaud Villain. Edited by Conjectural Technologies. Music and graphics provided by Vaud Villain. Sound engineering by Brick Frog. The Venture Sisters podcast is a part of the Helper Network. Find us at anchor.fm forward slash hench for life. That's hench the number four life subscribe to us on spotify or wherever you find your favorite podcasts you can follow us on twitter at vin sis podcast go team venture